Hello and welcome to session two's prep episode of Life as a Vampire, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 campaign. First things first, I would just like to say thank you to everyone who listened to our first session. I'm sorry if it was cringeworthy or weird. Uh, I'd like to say it's cringeworthy and weird because we're still kind of getting our bearings. And that's probably at least partially true, but it, it may just be cringeworthy in general. Uh, I will try to avoid the cringeworthy moments as much as possible. Uh, anyhow, in regard to the last episode, I will first just say, man, the in-depth preparation of my NPCs really did pay off. Uh, it was super important to have a clear idea of the personalities of each NPCs, especially in Armand's case, because my wife spent much more time on dialogue, like back and forth, uh, just straight up immersing herself in the character, which is great. It's exactly why I started playing V5 over like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. I watch actual play shows like LA by Night and they're so dramatic and cool and I'm super happy if we can have dramatic intense moments uh, similar to how they do. So that was cool. I will say I was not uh, I was not expecting my wife to be so resistant. Uh, she really did just kind of throw herself into it and play it like she would play it in real life. I felt like I had to really like legitimately convince her uh, as the characters. Like I had to convince her of what I wanted her to do. I had to convince her to come along. And also the way she played it made me feel all too clearly just how outrageous what I was asking of her was. I mean, I guess as gamers, some of us subconsciously forget the outrageousness of our origin stories, right? Like what's asked of us because we kind of know it's necessary. Subconsciously, we know we have to forgive all this craziness so we can get, get on with the adventure and get our story started. But my wife has no such preconceived notions. So that made things kind of interesting. And I hope you guys didn't find it too exhausting when we're just going back and forth and I'm trying to convince her to come with. Uh, I'll say in the middle of all that, uh, I wound up liking the Shion character a lot more than I thought I would. I didn't have any big plan for him, but he kind of emerged as a character that I think I will further develop and maybe use him to provide her with guidance. Because that's another thing that she kind of seemed to lack. She didn't seem to have that gamer, uh, I don't know, intuition of like, what should I do and what are my ambitions? I'm kind of working with her on that. So in the meantime, Shion can be like her mini coterie and sort of give her hints and direction as to where to go. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to use him to railroad her in any certain direction. But if she really doesn't know what to do, he might be able to provide some useful hints. So on to the prep. Uh, to be honest, there's not a ton of prep for me to do this episode. As, uh, it, that The previous session did not get quite didn't burn through quite as much of my content as I had anticipated. Uh, you know, I had no real way to know how the pacing was going to work. I guess I overprepared, which is good. Um, my plan for the following session, though, is first and foremost, 
I want to convince her to stick around. I need her to stay at the compound so I can give her a little more orientation on being a vampire. Uh, if she'll let me. If she won't, I'll follow her lead. If she wants to, if she really pushes and she really wants to go back to her apartment and winds up burning to death, so be it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force her into some storyline. I want her to play it how she would play it. But I guess it, it falls on me as a DM to be able to really drive the point home that, hey, you're gonna straight up burn to death, uh, the true final death death, if you don't listen to my advice. And nobody wants that. So hopefully I'll be able to convince her to do that. I'm going to try to do it without dice rolls. I want to do it with just straight up dialogue at this point. If she survives the first night, uh, the next thing I'd like to move on to is feeding. I'm kind of fleshing out those details still, uh, you know, kind of trying to decide where and what under what circumstances that should occur. But I do know that I do not want to make it easy or automatic. I want to make it awkward and terrible uh, as much as I can. I want her to feel like she's just murdering someone, if it comes to that. Who knows? But she's going to have to feed eventually, and I really look forward to that if I can get her out of this orientation phase in a timely manner. Uh, so that's about it. I mean, I know that this prep episode was a bit short, and it occurs to me that in the future, depending on how things play out, we may not need a perfect one-to-one ratio of prep versus play episodes because, you know, I kind of discussed my prep. You know where I am. Uh, and if it seems like we're going to breach new territory, of course, I'll add more prep as necessary. But sometimes it may take my wife a bit more time to, you know, play through content. So we'll just have to play it by ear and see what happens. Anyway, I hope you enjoy session number two.